Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Andrew, first and foremost, can you just state your name and title, I guess, for the record? My name is Andrew Callahan, and I'm the CEO of Channel 5 News. <laughs> I love it. Uh, gotta say, I actually really did love this movie, and uh, I, wanna, I want you to remember how much I loved it by saying that I liked it more than the last Avatar movie that came out. Oh, that's a really high praise coming from you, man. <laughs> I didn't even see it yet. Was it Was it good? Keep it real. Uh, it's three oh, hours long. So Brutal. <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, though, my first question for you is, I, I obviously, you've been working on this for quite some time. When did you know that this was something bigger than one of your regular uploads? Um, just the amount of time it took and the amount of production that went into it. I think all the people involved, like, you know, we had Tim and Eric, Jonah Hill, uh, A24, HBO. There was so many great creative minds that were encouraging me at the same time. They were giving me like constructive criticism throughout the process. So I think it was just that many rounds of feedback that turned it into what it is now. That's awesome. And Obviously, you mentioned this is premiering on HBO, HBO Max. Yeah. HBO Max, I would argue, is a much bigger platform than YouTube because people actually have to pay to watch the content on there. So does it excite you that your content will be available to people who may be unfamiliar with your work? Yeah, the coolest thing about it to me is just breaking through from the, you know, the title of YouTuber to filmmaker and director, just kind of you know, making, that, making that change. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I had a really big smile at the end when it said directed by Andrew Callahan. I was like, yeah, okay, moving on up. <laughs> so now the, the film is poised to come out before the second anniversary of the insurrection. Yeah. Was that done on purpose? Yes. I mean, it, it actually premieres like on HBO itself on January 6th. So, yeah. Do you think your doc does anything different from any other piece of media that's been released about January 6th? Since yeah, because I was actually able to embed myself casually with the people who, uh, you know, kind of helped architect the plot. For example, I was drinking whiskey with Alex Jones shirtless and pouring Jameson into his mouth, you know. So that is just a level of casual access that I think brings a human element to this whole situation, as opposed to just making it look like it's done by, you know, a bunch of evil profiteers, you know. Of course. And l let me ask you, uh, it doesn't seem like you initially just said one day, I want to do this. It just casually happened. Um, and I, I think that that's what makes it different to me too, is that a lot of these things were just like casual interactions that oh. kind of had small connections that you were able to piece together into this bigger picture, which I, Absolutely. I think some of those more surreal moments, like especially being on the stage with those MAGA rappers and being featured on C-SPAN, some of those things just arise organically and it's almost hard to even contemplate how it happened or like I just end up getting myself in these just unbelievable situations that I, I look back and I'm not really sure how, how I ended up there. I guess it's just God's gift or something. Yeah, you really do have interesting luck. Uh, and I want to, I want to hang my question on that because you weren't actually in attendance on January 6th. You had COVID, right? Yeah, I did have COVID on January 6th. 
talk about timing. How, how do you feel? Do you think people are going to believe that? I mean, obviously you have the test to prove it and whatnot, but uh, the timing is off. Do, do you, does that ever bother you that you weren't there to actually see it in person for yourself? Yeah, of course. It was a very hard day for me as a journalist, especially because they had kind of had like three false starts before then. I mean, they were supposed that the, the, the Capitol riot was supposed to happen a couple different times. You know, but it didn't happen because people weren't pissed off enough. And there was still so much time before Inauguration Day that people still thought they could peacefully protest and the election results would be overturned. So it was interesting because in a way, yes, as a journalist, I was sad that I wasn't there. But at the same time, I think that everything happens for a reason. I know it's a basic thing to say, but um, I think there's a reason I wasn't there on January 6th. Now. Kind of a similar question. Do you ever think about what you might have done if you were on the ground? Do you think that you may have become a target, even though you knew some of the people there? I think that I would have been arrested by the FBI. Wow. I think that I would have been in the Capitol Rotunda interviewing QAnon Shaman with the horned man as he screeched at the top of his lungs. Yeah. So, so that's that's honest. And so I, I take it you're you're truly grateful that you're not yeah. you weren't there. I'm worried I would have you know pushed it too far. Now, I'm not saying that I was radicalized watching this movie one way or another, but you do speak to a lot of people from both sides that have a lot of good points, or rather, they have so much conviction in their voices and are so convinced that they are absolutely the right way. Are you worried that some people might watch this and be radicalized? I get this you know, platforming question all the time. I only really platform people that are already household names, who have media careers, who are already in the news themselves for being politically active. For example, I interviewed Alex Jones and Enrique Tarrio. The Proud Boys and Alex Jones were both household names. I wouldn't platform you know, a fringe group of white supremacists at a barbecue in California. I wouldn't go out of my way to find hateful people to record their logic about, you know, like skull shape and, you know, white racial superiority. That would never be something that I would everyone a platform but i mean january 6th happened millions of americans are completely enveloped or were completely enveloped in QAnon ideology so i don't think that i'm doing any harm by platforming them and also i think this is a story that I, I think this is a story that needs to be told fairly so I, I can't be responsible for how anyone takes it it's just people's voices and perspectives very well said now I'm I'm interested that you said that because the vetting process seems to be the one thing that we never get to see. Obviously, you have a team that does that for you. So how long did it take to kind of get the get a hold or the ear of someone like Alex Jones? Uh, I think it just comes with persistence and, you know, open mindedness. Like I, I kind of I had I had gone to multiple rallies in D.C. during the Stop the Steal movement and on multiple occasions, tried and failed to make contact with Alex and get the interview. Ultimately, I befriended his producers, his video producers outside of, they were drinking beer outside of a hotel in DC. And I shared a couple of beers with them. And I think they just liked it. They took a liking to me. I met Alex on the phone. He appreciated that I was independent and not, you know, controlled by corporate media who preloads me with an agenda. And he gave me the opportunity to interview him then. And then recently after the Sandy Hook trial as well. Yeah. And I saw that it was also a really good job on that. On that. Right. Now, um, a couple more questions here for you. I grinned from ear to ear when you got that woman to rap in your film because I didn't know if you would find a way to fit in one of your your signature calling cards. Yes. That being said, I imagine there was also a lot left on the cutting room floor, right? Yeah. There's a lot of hip hop. I mean, if you were to look at the the raw footage of of the for this movie for this place rules, I would say there would probably be about two and a half hours of freestyle rapping. 
So it's unfortunate that we had to cut it down to uh, maybe 30 seconds of hip hop. Now there's probably about, there's two minutes of rapping in the movie, which is, uh, it's a good amount. I prefer it to be around the five to six minute range though. Uh, may- maybe here's an idea for your YouTube channel. Maybe you do a compilation of all the, the rap footage that you didn't have in the movie. <laughs> that is a fantastic right. idea, man. One of my final questions, what's next? So now you have an even bigger platform. It seems like you're doing bigger and bigger things every day. Talk, talk to me about what you got going on in your next year. What's your next big project? I'm not quite sure yet. I want to do, I want to get right back into the field, making stuff for channel five independently supported on my own Patreon on YouTube. Uh, I want to cover some stuff uh, around the border regarding immigration and the border crisis. I know there's a lot of stuff that I haven't covered that's been happening in the past couple of years. I've read about some stuff happening in El Paso now on the war, El Paso Juarez border. I'd like to do more stuff like that, cover more subjects related to, uh, to migrants and immigration. That sounds awesome. Can't wait to watch it. Last question. Was there anything that I should have asked you or anything else that you think needs to be said about the film or that you want to say? No, I think you've done a great job. Thank you. I, I learned from the best watching you. No. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, no, Andrew, thanks so much for your time. And I wish you the best of luck with this film and all your other future endeavors. Take care. I'm good, man. Talk soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.